Welcome to Beyond Standards, your source for authentic discussions about the world of teaching. Get ready to explore challenges, share inspiring stories, and discover strategies that will empower you to make a lasting impact on your students. Here are your hosts, who are trying to master the fine art of maintaining their sanity while managing a classroom, Joe Rohrhoff and Jeff Bologna. What's up, fellow teachers? Welcome to the Beyond Standards podcast, where we dive deep into the unfiltered reality of teaching, sharing experiences, laughter, and practical insights that go beyond the buzzwords and acronyms that you missed while you slept through last week's professional development. Uh, I'm Joe, joined as always by my co-host, my fellow teacher, Jeff. Jeffrey, how are we doing today? Uh, Joe, it's beautiful, man. I, I I'm in such a good mood lately, and it's all because of the sun. You know, we went went so long without seeing any sun outside. You know, right? I, I just looked tomorrow. It's supposed to be in the, in the 50s, and then on Friday, possibly pushing 60. Uh, you know, I, but I feel I feel is a false sense of uh, of hope. Uh, I was talking with my son, who's in high school, and I was like, you know, I still think we're gonna have we got two more snow days in us somewhere somewhere out there, and he's like, I hope not. He's like, I, I'm so sick of snow days. And I was like, you watch your mouth, young man, not in this house. Right. And uh, I don't know, but the, the weather's been nice, you know, so, um, you know, it, it, if, it, if it keeps up, this would be great. You know, if we can get on the golf course a little bit earlier, but I, I, I have a feeling the other shoe is going to drop pretty soon. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I hope you're right uh, with the snow days, at least. I, I can't imagine how you have a two teacher household and your kids aren't rooting for a snow day. What what the hell's wrong with them? He's a junior, and he's he's taking some really hard classes. And he's and I was in actually in professional development the last couple of days. And one of the things we were stuck inside a room, like an interior room at the high school, and there were no windows. And our instructor, whatever we we call the facilitator, I guess would be the right term, told us to make sure during our breaks to go outside and look outside because studies show that that can. Uh, uh, I don't know, improve your mental health to get just a look outside. So, yeah. And I don't, I don't have windows in my classroom. I'm an interior classroom. So I try to get out and go, go look into the break room and things like that. I'm not as lucky as some of you, uh, you guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm spoiled with the two by two window that I have. <laughs> uh, anyway, you ready, ready to jump into it? Let's do it. I figured weather was a good segue. Today uh, on our episode of the sh- of uh, the Beyond Standards podcast, we're going to talk about uh, self care. We're going to talk about work life balance, and we have a guest with us, a colleague of ours, Kyle Kobe is going to be joining us. I think we've actually mentioned him on the show a couple times when we talked about weather. Uh, he is a, a science teacher. I'll let him give a little background in just a second, but uh, he is the perfect guest for our work life balance because not only is he teaching new classes this year with new curriculum, but he's also got a new one at home. Kyle's daughter, Ella, was born basically at the start of the school year a few months ago. And if there's anyone that is you know, prepared to talk about some challenges in their work-life balance, I think it is the parent of a newborn. Um, so we're going to talk today and, and maybe give some advice about setting some boundaries and keeping the things that are important to us in life as like the number one thing that we can do. All right. So let's jump right into it right now. And, uh, Kyle, we talked a little bit about your situation in the intro, but give us a little more detail. Uh, maybe tell us about your teaching background and let us know if you're able to get any sleep at night. 
Uh, sleep has definitely been challenging. That is for sure. Um, five month old and, uh, yeah, enjoying everything that, that she has to offer. So, uh, let's see, I have been teaching for, as I think this is my 11th year full time, uh, kind of came out of school in, in 09 during that, you know, I guess recession, whatever you want to call it. And made it a little bit more challenging to get into the profession. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, 11 years full time and happy to, to be at Meads now, finally. Kyle, why don't you talk to us a little bit about uh, the experiences you're having, you know, with the newborn at home with Ella? How has that impacted, you know, your routines as a, as a teacher? Um, because I, I've now worked with you for the last three and a half years, and I know you're a creature of routine and a creature of habit. How has having a newborn impacted that in, um, in your life? You know, actually, to be honest, uh, not as much as you might think. Um, I think mostly because I had already kind of made a lot of changes from when when you first start off teaching and and trying to find that that work life balance. So it wasn't as much of a shock as as you might think it was. I mean, sure, some things are different. You know, uh, I used to, for example, stay pretty late, maybe once or twice a week to get some stuff done. You know, I'm talking leaving like 530, maybe six o'clock, something like that. And I obviously can't do that anymore. Another thing that actually kind of makes me a little bit sad, for example, like tonight, the girls had a basketball game and I normally try to go to at least one of the kids games uh, for like each season, you know, like one boys basketball game, one uh, girls volleyball game and and so on. And I, I can't really do that. And, you know, right now that would especially with like the eighth grade girls game starting after five o'clock, you know, that means I'm not home until, until like almost seven o'clock. And I I can't do that right now with, with just having a a five month old at home. So I kind of feel bad with not being able to do that, but that's just, you know, it's just part of how it goes. There any strategies that you use, um, Kyle, uh, you know, to manage these demands of parent and teaching. And I know your wife's a teacher as well. So is there anything, you know, maybe that she's using or that you guys are using together? Any strategies? Well, I think the the biggest one is just identifying like what needs to be done right now. What what do I have to get done to be able to function tomorrow? And and that's what I have to do right now. And other things, you just try and find the time to to get them done. You know, kind of like I was saying, I already made a lot of changes from when I first started. So like if you're if you're a new teacher and you think that you're going to be going out on Thirsty Thursday every week and, you know, <laughs> going, uh, I, for, I forget what Wednesdays were, but, you know, each day of the week had something. And if you think you're going to be doing that and, and functioning at school, you're you're mistaken. That's just not how it's going to go. You put in a lot of hours in the first couple of years figuring out the, you know, the different strategies that work for you and how to be more efficient and, and whatnot. So I think one of the biggest ones was figuring out that, you know, what, what do you call it? Priority tasking or you know, whatever phrase you got. Yeah. I, I, I think you put it best when you said figuring out what the hell I'm going to be doing tomorrow. Like that's, um, and that's, you know, coming from you, Kyle, I know you're a planner and you're always, you know, a full, you've got your whole semester planned out. You're the type of guy that always has everything planned out, but you learn really, you learn really quickly what your priorities are. Uh, you learn really quickly and you have to manage, Hey, I have to be home to, to take care of Ella. I have to be home, um, you know, to, to be there for my family. And it makes you figure that out really quickly. 
Yeah, I mean, especially with science, you know, if I if we do several pretty decent sized labs, actually, through throughout the school year, and those are not things that you can get there at 745 in the morning and be ready for those kids when when they come in, it is just not possible. So yeah, again, figuring out what, what do I have to do to function tomorrow? And then what else can I possibly get done in the time? Yep. One day at a time. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about, you talked about how, you know, life at home has changed, but there's a lot of teachers out there that probably experience this on a pretty regular basis. We've been uh, pretty lucky to, you know, teach, teach the same grade, teach the same subjects over and over, but you got thrown into a new subject this year. I think most teachers have experienced that at some point, anything you can offer regarding that, uh, you know, making that adjustment to teaching a new class or a new grade level. You know, if you came into a sixth grade class of mine versus an eighth grade class, to be honest, you'd have a a hard time finding the difference other than just looking at the kids. So I think the one of the easiest ways to make that type of transition is to use whatever type of general format you're comfortable with. So, you know, like I have my entry slides. Well, I do the same thing for six as I do for eighth. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that I structure my lesson plans, same, same exact type of format. Uh, fortunate enough to also be using the same curriculum with, with iQuest. So there's also some familiarity there with how they structure their lessons and readings and how the activity book works. So it's kind of more just brushing up on some, some content I maybe haven't seen in uh, you know a little while. Right. Um, but I think that's, that's one of the biggest things is just use whatever format you're comfortable with and try and make it work with whatever new thing you got going on. Yeah, no, that's, that's great advice. I know, like I said, I've, I've experienced this. I experienced this a lot more toward the start of my career when I taught at the high school, it was a, a new class basically every semester. And, you know, I, for me, it was just leaning on, leaning on colleagues that, that taught that class and, you know, finding those resources, whether they're, I mean, there's so many resources right now. If, if you don't, you know, Kyle mentioned that, you know, the science stuff he has is pretty well organized, but if, if, you teach something and you don't have that, there's so many resources out there, whether it's using AI or whether it's, uh, you know, finding a colleague or finding resources online. Those are all Google. things that I kind of leaned on. Google. Google's uh, very helpful. I, I always say, you know, why, why reinvent the wheel? I'm sure somebody out there has put together some worksheet that has what I'm looking for. It's just a matter of finding it. Yep. You know, and, and, and Joe and Kyle, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you are, Kyle, because, you know, we both kind of got that news last year at the same time about having to teach two grades. And Joe, I think you bring up a very good point about leaning on your colleagues. And my suggestion has always been like, don't be afraid to ask for help, especially, you know, um, if you're teaching a new grade level. I mean, like you said, Kyle, I've structured my class basically exactly the same, um, except obviously what we're doing in sixth grade is a little bit different than eighth grade. But I'm not afraid yeah, to ask yeah, help yeah. for help. You know, my, my colleague who teaches the other sixth grade sections, she's been doing it for 20 plus years. So I'm always emailing her, just kind of walking into her classroom and looking at her calendar, things like that. Um, and then taking, you know, and then making it my own, but at least, you know, getting that, that, that overall guide and things like that, you know, so don't be afraid to ask for help too. That's what, you know, that's a, a good lesson for anybody out there who's put into these new situations. Oh, absolutely. That was one of the other things that I uh, 
had written down one of my notes is not being afraid to ask for help. And, you know, whether it's for advice or actually like getting tasks done is, you know, I think every good teacher, you're always trying to find some new things to put in, you know, add a new thing here, new thing there, spice that up. And, you know, it's a lot easier when you have people that are willing to work with you and share that workload. So don't be afraid to ask for it too. Like, hey, do you mind making this? And I'll do that. And Absolutely. Let's jump to time management, Kyle. What is, you know, now that you have this busy schedule, obviously teaching two different grades, uh, the baby at home, and, and you had mentioned about, you know, prioritizing what, what needs to get done. How do you prioritize those tasks? How do you come up with that idea? All right, this is what's most important, maybe at home and at work. Um, is there any techniques that you use or you and your wife use that, that are particularly helpful? Well, I think, you know, there's always some due dates with things and, and whatnot. So those are more obvious things, right? But uh, kind of going back to what I mentioned about looking at activities and labs, uh, those are kind of one of the first things that I always look for, anything upcoming like that. Um, but, you know, I tell you, one of the one of the biggest things with, with time management is I think everybody needs a break during the day, some type of break, no matter what it is. And for myself, you know, during prep time, I used to you know, obviously get things done, but take maybe, you know, maybe take a minute, scroll, scroll through the old phone a little bit or read the news a little bit, something like that. And now with everything else going on at home, I, I really try to make use of like every minute that that I'm at school. You don't have to talk to me about using prep time because Joe and I have the same prep hour and. I, I, I know he's busy all the time, but I'm in there constantly just catching up on different things because it's, you know, it's, it's a little bit of downtime. Over here. <laughs> and I do have a student teacher now, so she makes all the copies for me. I, and, you know, I, I think when, when I had, you know, my youngest, who's only six, I remember, you know, you used every minute you could um, during that school day to, to get work done. Because when you come home, you know, um, baby's getting handed off to you or, you know, feedings and all that good stuff. So that's, you know, that's always something interesting, you know, using that prep time wisely if you if you need it. Oh, exactly. Because now when when I go home, like you said, I got feedings and things like that. But Again, the, this was something I already had kind of done, and and that was setting some boundaries of, of when I work and when I don't. And, you know, and this is also goes back to something I mentioned a few minutes ago in the beginning of your career. There's a lot more going on. You got to learn the curriculum, learn the school, and just develop your, your skills overall. So I feel like it's a little bit harder to kind of have that, that set time of, of when you work and when you don't. You feel like you constantly have things to do. And that's something that I'd already kind of changed. And when I leave school, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much done. I'm, I'm pretty much hands off at, at that point. But that's also why I work the, the time that I do. And, and, you know, I don't leave until, you know, well, nowadays, like 4.15, 4.30, a little bit earlier than I used to. Um, mm-hmm. But that's why I do that, because I work. I work through that time. And then when I leave, that's pretty much it. If there's, you know, say uh, a kid reaching out with an important question about the test the next day, okay, I'll, I'll email him back or things like that. If something important comes up like that, uh, you know, again, within reason, I'll take care of it. But otherwise, when I leave school, that's pretty much it. I'm done. Yeah. And that sounds, I was about, like, my next question was going to be about setting boundaries. And it sounds like that's how you set your boundary as if I get it done at school, if I have to. Um, but then it's for the most part, it's family time at home. And I, I kind of do the same thing myself. I, 
I do have work email on my phone. I, if it's something that bothers you as a teacher, then don't like, if you have to feel the need to respond, if you get it, then just pull it off your phone. I, I always, I tell myself the way I set a boundary is I will tell myself, I don't have to respond to this. Um, I might, if I have the time and if it's, you know, something that's urgent, I might respond to it, but I never feel obligated to respond to whether it be a student or a parent or whatever the issue might be. Um, I, I just try to stay at home with my kids. If, you know, if I'm doing something with my kids, I'm not going to be sitting there checking my email. And it's pretty simple to kind of set those boundaries. But I know sometimes the, the workload can get a little overwhelming and um, you have to find ways to keep work at work and not bring those papers home, not bring all that stuff home with you. And whether that be, if I start to see piles in my inbox stacking up, I might know, hey, the next assignment they do, the next little assignment, they're going to self-check that or I'm not going to grade that. And you know what? It uh, it's If that helps me be the best version of me, then, and that, you know, that will allow me to be the, the best teacher for my students. And I, I'm not going to take that stuff home with me. So that's kind of where I set, <clears throat> excuse me, that's where I kind of set my boundaries. You know, I'm going to, let me build off that, Joe. Um, you know, my, my personal boundaries is, it's, it's a lot like yours, but, you know, I'm an ELA teacher and, and everybody knows, oh, English teachers, you have a lot of grading to do. Um, but I try to, I don't try to do, I, try to not do anything at home unless it's grading essays, because obviously there's not enough time in the, in the school day, just on my 48 minute prep hour. Um, so I, I literally, I set, you know what, I'm going to do 10 essays a day. If that means I'm going to do five at school and five at home, I'm going to do 10 essays a day. Um, but other than grading essays, I try not to do any work at home because when I'm at home, I want to be a dad. I want to be a carpool for my son's basketball practice. I want to take my daughter to dance. I want to be able to watch Bluey on TV with her. Um, I want to play board games and things like that. Um, and I also have set a strict rule for myself is I don't do any, even if it's grading essays, I don't do any work Friday or Saturday nights. That's, that is family time. That's board game time. That's family game night, family movie night, going out to dinner. So I don't even pull my computer out of my bag at home if I have work to do until, you know, like Sunday evenings. Um, so that's been something that I have set, um, you know, especially now that I have the third child. It's, it's just, you know, when I'm at home, I want to be at home. Right. Um, but I do. I set I set a schedule. I'm going to do 10 a day and that'll get me done with this thing in two weeks. And you know what? If I don't do 10 a day and I only do nine or five, whatever it is, what it is. And um, but you, you do you have to set clear boundaries and and or you'll get all consumed. You know, I know teachers who grade till, you know, seven at night in at school and then go home and do more. And it's like, absolutely not. I, I, I have a life Crazy. at home that, yeah, right. It requires me to be at home. So, yeah. yeah I mean, it's the, tough. the biggest thing is just do what's what you're comfortable with. You know, basically all three of us said that, yeah, we have email on our phone. We'll check it, things like that. But like Joe said, if you don't want it, don't do it. Like, like right. my wife, she does have it on her phone, but like during breaks, she literally won't open it. So yeah. yeah, do what you're comfortable with. And I guess a little advice, if you're a new teacher starting off, pick a start time to leave school, stick to it. And then if you need to pick like maybe one or, or maybe two nights that you stay late. And, and then again, that's it. You, you, you got to start somewhere. So Pick somewhere and, and go for it. Let's jump into self-care a little bit. Do you have any practices you do to just kind of take care of yourself? 
um, maybe any, you know, relax, relaxation things that you do, or what do you do to just kind of separate yourself if you're maybe feeling a little bit stressed out or overworked? Gotta have a hobby. <laughs> Probably a cliche that phrase. Was mine. <laughs> that was mine. The weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the yeah. weather. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, but you got to have a hobby. You got to have something and, and hopefully more than one, actually. Um, so like I do a couple of things and, and actually also my, my wife too. And we both have uh, certain days and, and times that we set aside to be able to do a, a workout. Uh, so I like to run and uh, I run a few miles a week, not too long or nothing crazy. Uh, my wife rides the bike a couple times a week as well. And so that's one of the things, um, gotten into, uh, uh, barbecue, you know, smoking, smoking meats and everything. Um, that's been a fun thing to do. And then, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. I, I haven't done a brisket in a while. I've been kind of, kind of craving that, but, uh, one day soon, those take forever, man. Holy Kyle Lord. makes a mean bacon too. Woo. <laughs> homemade bacon will ruin store-bought bacon it is delicious yep it did <laughs> but then you know i think uh, uh jeff you especially really touched on something you gotta spend time with family family and friends so you talked about those game nights and things like that you gotta do that time as well yep uh, i agree jeff jeff you said you were gonna same thing any anything to add on to that man, my, mine I was going to say it, it's all about, you have to have a hobby or something that, that takes your mind off things. And anybody who's ever met me knows that I'm an avid golfer. I, I mean, I, I eat, sleep, breathe that sport. Um, I mean, I even have a summer job and I know you do as well, Kyle, just to decompress. Yep, yep. And I, I work at a local country club and I just, you know, it's a th- brainless job. I show up, I wash clubs. I don't have to think much. I don't have to make too many decisions. I'm told what to do. And I, I'm outside. And then I, you know, I like to go to the driving range and just, you know, be relaxed and, and not even think about anything. And, you know, sometimes I find myself on the driving range and I'll come up with like some, not even thinking about it. I'll be like, Oh, this would be a good idea for a lesson on this with, when I read this book or something like that. And, you know, because I've cleared my head and I'm, I've, you know, I'm not even thinking about school, but then things pop in. And I know Kyle, I used to do some running too. And, that's where I would do a lot of my, my thinking when I was out, you know, running, I'm like, did I handle that situation properly as I'm running and things like that? So having a oh, hobby yeah. and, and doing things like that is super important. All right. Yeah. One, one thing I'll add to that. I obviously agree with what you guys said about, you know, finding a hobby. One thing that, uh, you know, maybe I'll catch some shit for this. I, I have this year in the lunchroom, but, uh, if you need to take a day off school to be with your family, take that day. I've missed six this year. Uh, I've had, I've taken six days off of work this year <laughs> or, or Joe or multiple, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I've met, I've missed six days this year and they <sighs> were to, um, my wife got her wisdom teeth pulled. My daughters have gymnastics. Um, whatever it is, like, I remember when I was younger in, in my career, I missed, and I mean, this is more days than I've ever missed since my daughters have been born, but um, I, I, like I was afraid to miss a day of school. Like the, the show wouldn't go on without me. And wow, what are my students going to do? Guys, take the day. Okay. I, I promise you, I won't regret, you know, despite the fact I, I get back into the lunchroom and they call me part-time Joe. Um, like I, I will never regret, I will never regret taking any of those days to either be with my family or take care of my family or take a trip out to San Francisco that I'll never forget. Cause I will 
guarantee you I would have forgotten by now what I would have done in school those days, but I know my kids and my family won't forget that stuff. So I will, I will take it all. I will take all the, all the flack that, uh, that I get and I will continue to do, continue to do what's best for me. That's a great point because you made some, some pretty awesome memories this year. You know, you with gymnastics and me with, with my son and his soccer, I'm, I'm the same way, man. It's like, Hey, if I got to miss a Friday to drive to Dayton, Ohio for a soccer thing, I'm missing a Friday. I'm not taking a half day. We're not leaving at noon. We're, we're going to just take the day and we're going to enjoy it. And guess what? When you come back, the students will be just fine, right? It's like the, the school is not going to burn down if you take a day off. Yeah. And take a day off for yourself. Uh, you know, my, my wife's a teacher and she actually has one of the, she won this super sub thing where someone comes in and subs for her. Like one of the administrators come in and she's leaving school at lunch tomorrow and going to get a massage. Like that's self-care right there. Um, and it's great. All right, let's move ahead. Let's, uh, let's talk about like, uh, you know, celebrating those successes. Uh, you know, it's crucial for your morale, right. To, to celebrate those successes. How do you reflect Kyle and Joe, you can jump into, um, and acknowledge your achievements, both in your personal life as a teacher. Do you have any specific accomplishments or anything that, uh, that stands out to you during this time? That, that was probably the, the toughest thing that you guys wanted to talk about. And I, I've thought about this one for a while. And, uh, today was actually one of the days where I normally do my workouts. So you're saying, I think about it while I was running and everything. And, I don't really know what to say for that. I don't really, I guess, look look at myself like that and and think about those things all the time. And you know, sometimes people ask uh, how how I do what I do, and sometimes I tell them I I don't know. I just do it. So I guess I just no, but like really though, right? You know, like people ask you different things about teaching, and you know, how do you have control of a classroom or something? And like I don't know. I just do what I do. And I wasn't really sure what to, to say for this one, to be honest. I agree. I get like the sentiment you're coming at, Kyle. Kyle's being modest as usual. But sometimes as a teacher, your success is making it to a damn Friday. Like that's the success that you need to celebrate is you got it. You got through that week. You got uh, you got through to a student. You got a student to you know understand a concept that you were trying to teach or, you know, you taught a student a lesson, you held a student accountable for, and you know, that's going to help that kid. I feel like so often teachers are that they may not have these big giant successes that you can point to, but there are a million little things that we can point to. And, you know, Kyle said, I just do what I do, but I can tell you, Kyle, not everybody can do what you do. Um, and like so many of the little things that you do are successes. And I think we as teachers need to kind of celebrate that more often. And, uh, whether it's, you know, going out on a Friday, hanging out with your family or your colleagues or whatever it might be, just celebrating all those little things that we do. You know, th- those are some great points. They, they honestly really are. The, the one thing I guess I had thought of was that uh, I don't really take days off, kind of like you guys have mentioned. I, you know, I just kind of look at it more as it's just easier to be there than write sub plans. And, but I'm mostly talking about like being sick and things like that, you know, if, Right. Prior to having Ella, Melissa and I could, you know, more easily schedule around things and, and whatnot. So it wasn't as big a deal and didn't have a kid that maybe needed to go to the doctor or stay home sick or things like that. So I'm sure that'll kind of change going forward. Um, but prior to that, yeah, I just don't really take days off and missing 
the entire first six weeks of the school year and then trying to hop back in. Holy cow. That was hard. You know, Joe, I, I we're, we're, we're running, you know, running long. I just wanted to mention one thing and then we can start wrapping up. But you, to me, the, the positive or specific accomplishments is the student, be it an eighth grader, be it a sixth grader. Good morning, Mr. Bologna. How was your weekend? Um, have a good weekend, Mr. Bologna. Have a good night, Mr. Bologna. Those those little interactions, just the wave in the hall or, or a fist pump as a kid goes by and he, you know, he says, have a good have a good day. That's it right there. I mean, Kyle, you, you mentioned people say, how do you do what you do? And that's that's it. I mean, we joke like, oh, I, I made it through that class without screaming and yelling at so and so. That was a success. <laughs> but that's not really what it's about. It's, you know, it's those it, 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 it literally is. It's like on a Friday afternoon. Hey, have a good weekend, Mr. Bologna. And they, you know, I, I'll stand outside and, you know, they'll give me a fist pump or a sixth grader telling me good morning in the hall when I'm walking in. That Those are my Absolutely. those are my little moments that I cherish connections yeah yep celebrate the little yep. things man yep. all right like you said jeff we're going a little bit long any final pieces of advice or any final thoughts uh maybe advice for new teachers or, or other teachers out there uh to help them kind of get through some of these challenges i guess what uh, my final thoughts are really more, more geared towards initial teachers starting off in the profession because i think that is truly when it's the most difficult you know, you, you learn different things over time. And even if you start a family, it, you know, after you've been doing it for a little while, you can more easily adapt. So I think to reiterate a few things that we talked about, set boundaries, whether it's for amount of time that you work or communicating or grading, but set boundaries. I think also try to be as efficient as possible. You know, try not to waste too much time. Uh, if you give the kids an independent assignment, try to get a few things done during that time. Uh, talked about making use of your prep time, things like that. Know that it will get better over time. It will get better. You'll develop, <laughs> you'll develop the systems that work for you and, and learn the curriculum, learn the school. You'll learn all that. It just takes time. So be a little bit patient. Know that you're going to have to work hard for a couple of years, and that's just the way it goes. And then don't be afraid to try different things. What works for one person might not work for you and vice versa. So don't be afraid to try different things and, and learn new things every day. I, I always think as teachers, we should look at ourselves as, as lifelong learners, constantly learning, adapting, and changing as we need to, to make the, the best situation for the kids. All right, Kyle, that was fantastic. Uh, some fantastic advice, and I think that's a, a great point, a, a great way for us to end on that advice. And I think you mentioned that for new teachers, I think that advice could go uh, to, to all teachers. All teachers could kind of take that at heart because it does continue to get better, but you do have to continue to work to get better. So thank you, Kyle. Uh, thank you, Kyle, so much for coming on. It was a pleasure having you here with us. Absolutely, guys. It was a pleasure being on. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, that's going to wrap up this episode. Uh, this is normally the time where I say, hey, join us next week and give you the topic. But uh, we are, Jeff and I are going to be practicing some self-care. We're going to be taking, stepping back for just a week, uh, taking, a, taking a week to kind of get our feet under us and, you know, continue to uh, move forward with, with Beyond Standards, with this community that we're trying to build. Um, we're going to spend the next week maybe trying to add some stuff to our social media. Uh, so please, if you could give us a follow, give us a like, 
Beyond Standards Teaching on Facebook, Beyond Standards Teaching on Instagram, and of course, as always, on Spotify and iTunes. We love the feedback. We love getting feedback there. So please continue continue to spread the word. You, I can't express how much we appreciate it when we hear people saying that they shared this with with their, you know, their mom or their whoever, their te- whoever is a teacher in their life. We love hearing that stuff. Please continue to share that. Uh, but we will be back in two weeks. In two weeks, uh, we are going to be taking a look, revisiting something we talked about earlier in this year, uh, and that's current events in education. We're going to pick some things going on around around the country, maybe around the world that are impacting the world of education and talk about how they affect us as teachers. This is Joe and Jeff signing off, reminding you to keep going above and beyond those standards because you may not make a lot of money, but you do make a difference. Mm-hmm.